are now entering the Brooks. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello! You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm the other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Hello, Jason T. Gaffney. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle Masterpiece Theater. No. <laughs> That's okay. We are. Don't worry. Don't worry. That was a joke. We are far from Masterpiece Theater. Okay. Somebody get me out. <laughs> this is like piece of crap theater. That's us. <laughs> I can handle that. <laughs> uh, how you doing? I'm good. I'm tired. I did three miles on my elliptical today. Oh, and wow. I did it faster than I've done it in a really long time. I've been slowly building back up. Okay. I'm trying to like start getting back into shape because things are going to start opening up. And they are people. This is a this is a nationwide, actually worldwide phenomenon right now. Is people are training hard right now because you know they're gonna they're about to show up into interpersonal situations again, and we can't all be all be round. Okay, that can only be just some of us. I mean. I'm going, it, I've become circular in, in the pandemic. If everyone could be round, then there wouldn't be any, like, everyone would just be like, oh, we're all round. That's true. And then we could, I mean, hiking would be easier. Well, once you're at the top, getting back would be way easier. <laughs> getting up there. I don't know if people bounce as much. It's like, just because you're round doesn't mean you're bouncy. No, but you could roll better. So <laughs> I would have somebody meet me at the bottom and uh, drop, or drop me off at the top and meet me at the bottom. There you go. Have you heard? Well, that's not hiking. That's no, it's just rolling. Driven. We're going, going for a roll. <laughs> have you heard about the cheese roll competition? I have, yes. That's so fun. I've I mean, seen I haven't some done excellent it, videos from that, yeah. It'd be like that, but post-pandemic, I think it's going to be like the Runyon roll. That's going to be the new thing. Have you rolled the steps? I've done 10,000 rolls today. <laughs> That will be the new thing. It's my goal. My goal is 10,000 rotations, but I don't always make it. <laughs> Sometimes I just make it five, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's, you know, baby rolls. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you're tired. I feel like a lot of people have been since Daylight Savings. Fucked us all. Yeah, I am glad for the uh, later evening. Although, I guess I should say the sun being out later. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not, we just decided to say it is. But right. the point is, is that that's fun. Although last night, Matt and I were watching The Great Pottery Throwdown. Okay. And we were like mid-episode. And we probably had 20 minutes left. And apparently, according to Matt, I turned to him and I was like, I have to go to sleep now. <gasps> and I just stood up and walked out of the room. You don't remember this? You were already sleepwalking? No. Well, I was a little high last night. So that does... <laughs> Oh, on what? I had a gummy. Oh, that's right. You're allowed to do that kind of thing. Hey, that actually segues perfectly into the bright side. Are you ready? I'm I'm ready. I'm scared, but I'm I th- ready. <laughs> don't I don't worry. know how that segue is going to be great. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> so last week, our bright side was about the amazing stuff you did with the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge. Right. This week's bright side is completely Kevin-centered. 
Perfect. And it is to say that the bright side today is that as we record today, I am 17 years sober today. Hey, hey congratulations. Thank you. So no gummies for me. No. <laughs> I took, I had a melatonin gummy recently, but that's it. I mean, that melatonin doesn't get you high or anything. It just helps you no, sleep, right? It, ostensibly, but it doesn't do that for me. But uh, yes, it's supposed to for some people. It but just yeah, mocks I'm, you as you're lying in bed. It's like, ha ha, you took me, but you can't sleep still. No, it does. And I used to, and I know a lot of people actually in sobriety who have this experience. If you have had a sleeping pill or if you have a sleep aid of some kind or a Tylenol PM or a NyQuil situation, a lot of times it doesn't make us go to sleep, it puts us into this weird lucid dream, like violent rewaking thing. So it's very uncomfortable to take any kind of violently waking. It's really weird. Like I'll have a lucid dream that will lead me into like shuddering awake, you know, and it's very, I hate it. I hate it. So I tend not to take any of those things either because they just do not work on me. What's crazy is I love lucid dreaming. I do too. Usually, but only in those few moments when, you know, the few times when I can get there myself. Because when it's like, when it's chemically aided in any way, it's really uncomfortable and always leads to me just waking up a lot. So I hate that. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> that's not the bright, the bright side. The bright spot, though, <laughs> is that I'm 17 years sober today and I want to celebrate that. Thank God. I love that. Congratulations. That's yes, a huge you. achievement and it's wonderful. Thank you. I've been receiving some lovely messages and phone calls, you know, from family and whatever today and people I've known for that whole time. And uh, it's a wonderful day and I, I really want to celebrate it, especially because uh, this year has been tough for all of us. You know, yes. And I feel like if knowing that I'm sober and that you can get this much sobriety in a row <laughs> can help somebody, then I say it, you know? Yeah. I was thinking about it and I wanted to say it was the second best decision I ever made for myself after marrying Nick, but I realized that without it, I wouldn't have ever even been in a position to marry my beautiful, talented, wonderful husband, so it's the best thing I ever did for myself. Yeah. And uh, the reason I have freedom and and uh, a life today, so that's uh, the bright spot, is me. It's me. I love I'm that. I'm sober. Okay. It's a, it, it is a bright spot, though, and, and the reality is, is that there have been a lot of people who have not made it to where you are, and, and it's, it's, it is a struggle, and it's a challenge, and it's, I am grateful. I am grateful that you're here. I am grateful that you made that decision 17 years ago, and that you've stuck to it, and mm-hmm. that you're here with us. So Thank you. I am as well. So, <laughs> enough about me. Why don't you tell me how you think of me? No, why don't you t- tell me tell me about some crap <laughs> that I was probably better off not knowing before. When you said enough about me, I wanted to go liar. <laughs> you could have, and it would have been accurate. <laughs> yeah, no, let's go into an insane topic that the amazing Mike Bowers gave to me. Did he? Okay. Yes. Shout out to Mike. The perennial friend of the show. We love you. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Shall we get into it? Well, I would. Let's get into Mike. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Mike's idea. Okay. Pepsi. Ugh. You could be a winner. Okay. Some kind of Pepsi challenge. Okay. Wait. Why are there so many winners? Oh. Oh. There was a Pepsi sweepstakes that got gamed or something or the rules were too easy and then they had millions of winners 
in the 80s, I want to say. Sort of right. Okay. I'll give you a partial win on that one. You get some Thank you. Uh, ballroom finger snaps. Thank you. Thank you for the, the applause <laughs> that no one can hear on the microphone. Welcome to my life. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> We're going to talk about Pepsi number fever or the 349 incident or basically the time that Pepsi planned a promotion in the Philippines where people would look under their caps for a winning number, which went horribly wrong. Okay. Fantastic. Let's get into it. Let's let's uh, uncork this issue. <laughs> So, the year is 1992. Well, I was close. You were so close. That's why I said sort of right. And, you know, I didn't know it was in the Philippines either or exactly what happened. But, but you had give it a, to me. You had a vague idea. It's your I was day. Close. It's your I, day. It's my day. It's, my, it's, it's, it's let's, let's just say I was right. All right? Nothing bad can happen to me today. That's right. Yay. <laughs> the, see, people, that's what comes with sobriety. Wisdom. <laughs> I didn't say that. So <laughs> you're still learning. Oh, sure. We're okay, all still sure. learning. Whatever. <laughs> Settle down, class. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Let's go ahead. Let's learn about the Philippines. Um, so the average daily wage for a person in the Philippines was about 118 pesos a day or $4. Okay. Hmm. Roughly. All right. So 1992, making four bucks a day. So Pepsi was like, I know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to run a campaign where we're going to put numbers ranging from 001 mm-hmm. to 999 under the caps of Pepsi, 7-Up, and Mirinda soda bottles. Okay. Then we're going to pick different numbers to be the winners ranging from about 100 pesos to 1 million pesos or about $40,000. Okay. So. Wow. Basically, Pepsi was competing with Coke at this point, and Coke was kicking their ass. As they generally do around the world, yeah. Right. So this is like a Pepsi lottery. Yeah. Okay. And Pepsi was only about 4% of the market at this point in the Philippines. Right, and one Pepsi cost about 25% of your daily wage. (laughs) I didn't know what the cost was. I just know (laughs) it's a lot. So they need some help to fix this, right? Now, I said 4%. There is some discrepancy, and in the next quote, you'll hear where the slight discrepancy is. I think that once they started, it bumped up to this number. But anyway, quote from Bloomberg.com, quote, Pepsi hired a Mexican company, DG Consultores, to Mm -hmm. bring number fever to Argentina, Chile, Guatemala, Mexico, and then the Philippines, where it truly caught fire. Monthly sales there quickly jumped from 10 million to 14 million and its market share from 19.4% to 24.9%. I see. So the discrepancy is like between 4% and 20% pretty much? Yeah, it's between 4 and 19% was what it used to be and now it's up to a quarter. Okay, that's a big discrepancy, but either way they're getting their asses handed to them by Coke. Correct. Is essentially what we're looking at. Yeah. Okay. So they got to do something. <laughs> yes. So from what I understood, because I was reading about it and it was not always, it was not always very clear. Right. So, Except, well, you know, <laughs> it's because they didn't have Pepsi clear yet. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's crystal Pepsi. Uh, was it? Uh, I think it was crystal Pepsi. 
Crystal Pepsi then. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. from what I'm led to believe, in the Philippines, basically they were every night calling during the promotion or calling out winning numbers for the day. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And it was going so well that even though it was supposed to end on May 8th, they're like, let's do another five weeks. Okay. So, because their sales so, had jumped, you know? So, was it like you had to have bought that today, or any bottle you had with that number was going to work for you? That was a weird thing. So, I believe it was kind of like how McDonald's does their Monopoly thing, where you can keep buying throughout the whole thing. And if right. when, when a number is called, you can collect your prize. Got it. Okay. And they had certain numbers that they had planned for like the big win. Um, Got it. And basically, they set aside about two million U.S. dollars for this. They're like, we're going to give away two million dollars. Yeah, and the idea you keep collecting the caps, and some of them win. Okay. So, okay, from what I could see, the cap would be printed. I, I saw two of the caps that were like winner caps. They'd be printed, and it would say like seven 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 plays for X number of pesos, and then it would have a code number under it so they could prove it was official, like an official okay. win. So Not that they weren't like henna tattooing the inside of their fucking pepsi caps yeah I, okay i have one <laughs> i did not write this number down what a surprise <laughs> 481 that's my number <laughs> every single cap is 481 wow that's crazy my hand isn't shaking from all of the hours <laughs> using a brush i know i'm bleary-eyed and covered in ink but pay no attention to that Yes, my skin tone is the same as the ink of the numbers, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with the fact that I've won. No, that's just how I knew I should play. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blue and I painted the ink. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's run its course. So, all right. <laughs> so basically, Pepsi's success is skyrocketing, and over fifty-one thousand people have won something from Pepsi at this point in the Philippines. Wow. Like every day. kind of a lot. Well, yeah, because basically some of the rewards were like 100 pesos. So like, you know, like $4, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And people were like really in it. And so even though people were now fighting over the caps or crowns, Pepsi would call it, because it looks like a little crown, a little bottle cap. Okay, sure. um, They're like... We're winning. So even though it's causing some drama, they're like, it's okay. Even <laughs> Nothing has bad press. This is, oh, okay. This is, the, this is the documentary The Crown. This is what it's talking about. This is that show. That's what that is. So you It's know about how, this contest, right? The Crown? You know how I said you were right earlier? Yeah. You just took a hard left into Wrongville. I'm going to just keep hearing I was right. So thank you for that. That we watched The Crown. Fact. No. It's an it's... amazing documentary about the Philippine Pepsi challenge. The producers of The Bright Side do not condone the comments of Kevin Held and The Crown. Half of them do. <laughs> <laughs> it's you and fucking me, okay? You speak for yourself. <laughs> I legally would like to go on the record and say neither of the producers condone what Kevin Held had just said. What? 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 Okay, who is she? Who did you bring in? (laughs) Quote from Bloomberg.com. Oh, man. I've got to deal with being demoted. Go ahead. Cops jailed a maid accused of stealing her employer's winning crown, as the bottle caps were known. 
two Pepsi salespeople were murdered following a dispute <gasps> over another crown. What? They were murdering people over bottle caps? Yeah. Boy. <laughs> what a world. So I just like the fact that Pepsi's like, some of our employees are dead. Oh, well. Bathe me in more money. Don't stop the sweepstakes, though. That's That would be ridiculous. So they're winning. Ah, capitalism waits for no man, I guess. I know. So they're winning. They're winning. They're winning. But then May 25th, something very bad happened. I mean, two people have died already. So, like, something bad happened after that? Something vastly worse. Wait, what? They would announce that 349 was the winning Pepsi number that night. Okay. Pepsi was like, we're going to have two winners for this number, and each are going to get one million pesos, which is like a life-changing amount of money for people in the Philippines. But there was a computer error when the bottle (gasps) caps were printed, and over 800,000 caps that (gasps) were supposed to be the loser caps were printed with the number 349. Someone is getting so fired, like so fired, like set on fire, fired, like, oh, shot out of a cannon into the Pacific Ocean, fired, like fired from a gun. Oh, my God. Now, they know that these caps weren't winner ones because they didn't have the security code on them, because apparently that's how they would know that those were supposed to be the winning numbers. So these are like losing numbers because they didn't have it, that special security code on it. Oh, but they called the number. They, they actually they printed the cap and they called the number. Correct. And they didn't have some kind of security. Why wouldn't all the caps have a security code on them? Because they only wanted the security code on the ones that, that were supposed to be the planned winner. Well, that's weird. So, so the winning bottles would have some third line on them and the losing bottles wouldn't? So you I, would know ahead of time? I guess. That's weird. So, okay. It doesn't, I don't that I don't understand at all because of course then wouldn't everybody have just thrown away their 3 4 nights, you know? They didn't know. Okay. So, all of the caps had different types of wins on them, right? You know, only two of them were for the 1 million with the code. Oh, okay. Others were for like 50,000 pesos or 100,000 pesos, which again, a lot of money for a lot of people in this nation. So yeah. a lot of people over the nation were like, oh, my God, my life has just changed. I can escape poverty. There were people who were, like, calling up their bosses and quitting <gasps> their jobs. Oh, they're God. they're like, I'm a fucking millionaire now. Fuck yourself. Oh, my God. Okay. So, quote from Bloomberg.com, quote, similar scenes were playing out across the country. A bus driver had three one million pesos, three four nines. A mother of 12 whose children went through 10 bottles of Pepsi a day had won 35 million pesos. That's good because she's going to need all that money to pay for their diabetes care. (laughs) Wow. It's going to come in handy, all that money, is all I'm saying. Basically, if Pepsi if Pepsi honored all the 349s yeah. at their actual value, they would have been out $32 billion. <laughs> oh, my God. Someone's getting so fired. Oh. <laughs> Oh Lord, so, I am. I wonder what the mood at the Mexican consulting agency was right about now. <laughs> so 
Many thousands of Filipinos would head over to the bottling plants the next morning around oh. the nation to grab their cash and start their new lives. Is that where they were giving out money just at the come out to the bottling plant and you can get the money? I think something like that. It was very wild. Okay, we're going to okay, it's our mistake. <laughs> we're going to pay you in Pepsi. Congratulations. Here's a million pesos worth of Pepsi. That, that's just three Pepsis. You're welcome. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so oh. at first Pepsi was like, "Oops, these are bad bottle caps and don't have the code, so you didn't win. So bye." Yeah, but people. How'd were, that go over? So people were like, "Uh, no, I um, won." I'm gonna just real quick set fire to your bottling plant, real quick. <laughs> Mass protests would erupt throughout the night. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Well, they could protest because they didn't have jobs anymore. They didn't have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, nobody had to get up in the morning. <laughs> you don't understand. I have literally nothing to lose. <laughs> oh God! I threw it all away. Oh my God! Jeez. So Pepsi. Well, if this is how millionaires act, who wants it? So, <laughs> oh my God. So, <laughs> Pepsi would explain about the computer error. They're like, okay, okay, okay. We're gonna tell you that there was a computer <laughs> error. Take two. They didn't like the sorry. Oops, our bad. They didn't like that very much. So uh, maybe we'll explain why it's our bad. Yeah. And after a big old company meeting, uh, they agreed that they should give every losing 349 cap 500 pesos or about $18 and say, sorry for your inconvenience. Here's a little bit of money. To get a subscription to the paper where you can find the classified ads. (laughs) Oh, you need a new job. Well, we need security here at the plant. (laughs) Have you considered a career in security? (laughs) It's like... Yeah, I mean, you know, I I could see there. Like, I don't have thirty billion dollars lying around to pay this shit. So, quote from Wiki: "Quote like even after we fire that computer programmer, that won't make up in salary. Right. <laughs> what we need to pay out." Quote from Wiki: "Quote this offer would be accepted by four hundred and eighty-six thousand one hundred and seventy people at a cost to PepsiCo of U.S." $8.9 million or 240 million pesos. <laughs> How's your promotion going, Bob? <laughs> yeah, it's Fred over at, at Coke calling. I just wanted to say hi, check in, see how things are going. Fuck you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say that now, I guess. Oh, man. I'm so fired. <laughs> You know, we're hiring over here. Fuck you, Fred. I do need a job, though. <laughs> yeah, but we're probably going to hire a local Filipino who just, got, who just quit his job because of you. <laughs> All right. So you think the, the offer, right, that they gave everyone would calm everyone down, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. 18 bucks is definitely going to calm someone down who thought they were getting 40000 Sure. Yeah, that should do it. <laughs> Wrong. Pepsi's really firing on all cylinders here. Wait, what? 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 <laughs> they weren't satisfied? So for a lot of the cap holders, they would engage in war with Pepsi and called for a nationwide boycott of them and led mass protests daily. Oh, my. For the most part, everyone and every protest was peaceful, but some would turn deadly. Deadly. So, okay. They were mostly peaceful except for the fatal ones. So a woman cool. 
A woman was killed by a grenade, which was meant for a Pepsi truck. Um, uh, <laughs> Pepsi. Either way, that was going to go bad. Well, first, I want to know, who the fuck just has a grenade lying around? I mean, I have a few. What? I, a few grenades. Like, who? you know, most people have a few grenades, no, but, like, nobody you acquire has, them over time. Nobody has grenades. I, I, she must have been, like, a number of years sober because as you grow in sobriety, you get wisdom and grenades. <laughs> So Pepsi would later offer Raul, who is the husband of the woman, 50,000 pesos to not sue Pepsi for his wife's death. Holy um, crap. Wait, <laughs> she was throwing a grenade at us. We have to pay you? So, but he's, they're worried. It's like if the thing hadn't happened, people wouldn't yeah. be lobbing grenades. So he, Raul. Sure. Um, but Raul would shout at the Pepsi uh, people, quote, my wife wouldn't have died. It's because of the 349 incident, because you cheated the people. Wow. So he's not taking their blood money, No, I guess. But okay. he later would go back at the suggestion of friends to collect the money. They're like, take the money. Okay. And he's like, well, you know, it's 50,000 pesos. That's a lot of money. You can continue yelling at them and take their money, Yeah. found out. So, quote from Wiki, quote, PCPPI, basically the Pepsi-Cola company, Okay. Executives received death threats, and as many as 37 company trucks were damaged by being pushed over, stoned, or burned. Wow. So, uh, I guess it's not the most successful promotion. <laughs> a, another grenade was thrown in a warehouse in Davo and <laughs> killed three Pepsi workers. Oh, my God. So, so now we innocent. are not going to get to the end of this one and be like, well, nobody died. No, spoiler. at this point, like seven people have fucking died <laughs> yeah, because of Pepsi. Two people during the successful portion of the promotion. And now that we're <laughs> on the unsuccessful part. <laughs> Remember the good old days when only two people had died because of our sweepstakes? So <sighs> you... You would think that Pepsi would gain some sympathy from the violence, but they would not. Why would you think that? (laughs) No, I wouldn't think that. Quote from mentalfloss.com, quote, In December of that year, a police officer filed a report alleging that the bombings and riots were not the result of protesters. They were, he insisted, deliberate acts of self-sabotage by Pepsi against itself. That's patently false right so basically the claim was that pepsi made the attacks happen against themselves so that the people would think that the protesters were unreasonable and violent i see but their one mistake was all of the people hated them (laughs) of course pepsi and their lawyers rebuked the statements and called it a lie immediately of course and there were there were theories that it was actually coke seizing on the opportunity that Pepsi was down and out and trying to instigate more <laughs> violence against Pepsi. I'm just like, mm. y'all are all messy. All y'all. Hey, hey, Bob, it's Fred from Coke. <laughs> Fuck you, Fred. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, too. Uh, <laughs> we hear people are lobbing grenades at you, right? Uh, that's a shame. Yeah. Fuck you, Fred. I know it was you who fucking called for the fucking grenades. Uh, I, I, just because we have a store of grenades over here. At the Coke factory store has grenades after the factory tour. Uh, doesn't mean that there are grenades. 
It's the famous thing about grenades. You can't tell who they belong to after they blow up. I love the idea of Coke having a jingle for grenades that's like, Coke grenades, blow up your enemies. <laughs> it does a body bad. <laughs> no! <laughs> the producers would like to rebuke Kevin's statement. <laughs> okay, but Kevin does the editing, and Kevin can decide what the producers say and what they don't say. <laughs> so, oh, gosh, what if these disclaimers don't make it in the show? I have a feeling they will, because they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you know my Achilles heel. Uh, so, all right, prepare yourself. Oh, I'm girded. You know how I love quotes? I do. Well, I have a very big quote from Bloomberg.com. Fantastic. So, Not from Michael Bloomberg. No. Who, his biggest quote was like, I'm going to take this country back. His biggest quote was when Elizabeth Warren castrated him on stage and he just stood there like a fucking moron. That was uh, his that biggest quote. That, wasn't very, that, that really wasn't very nice. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's a motherfucking saint. Yeah, and Michael Bloomberg's a lion of a man. Anyway, what did the website say? <laughs> quote, Pepsi was in the midst of an anus horribilis. In the oh. U.S., dozens of people were claiming they'd found syringes inside its cans, a oh. tampering crisis the FBI would later expose as a hoax. Crystal wow. Pepsi, a colorless version of the soda, was selling miserably, soon to become one of the history's greatest product failures. Oh, so Crystal Pepsi was happening right now. Okay, go ahead. And a world tour by longtime spokesman Michael Jackson was about <laughs> to be derailed by accusations of child molestation, with Jackson canceling dates and saying that he'd become addicted to painkillers, first prescribed after his hair caught fire during a 1984 Pepsi commercial shoot. Right. So basically, Michael Jackson's like, I became addicted to drugs because of Pepsi. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. He, oh, my God. So they were like selling miserably. There are people grenading their, their stuff, people <laughs> killing their, their workers. Mike, they're catching Michael Jackson's hair on fire. And that was back before... That was the that was when the worst thing that Michael Jackson did was have his hair caught on fire <laughs> at the time. Crystal Pepsi is absolutely tanking. Yep. Oh my god. That, so you said it was an anus horribilis? Yeah. Oh, I've known some horribilis anuses <laughs> in my time. They should just douche with Crystal Pepsi and they'd be fine. <laughs> I mean it will clear them out. It would clear them right out. It's going to rip out the lining too. Hey, hey, Bob, it's Fred over at Coke. Fuck you, Fred. <laughs> Fuck you, too. I hear that you're having an, uh, a bad anus over there. You know what? Fuck yourself. It's Latin. Learn some goddamn <laughs> Latin, you fucking asshole. I don't need to learn Latin. You know, I'm making a million dollars as a VP over here. Oh, so. must be nice to have Coke on your side. It, it must be nice. <laughs> it, it is. I'm, I'm coked up at Coke. <laughs> it, it's... It's, it's, I'm, it's high times over here. Anyway, just wanted to call and say fuck you and you're going to die. Bye. Wait, what are you doing with that grenade? <laughs> oh, my God. So Pepsi is desperately trying to fight to save their image, right? Yeah. They're like, if it's not people saying that they found syringes in the can. God. Uh, yeah, and, and that I forgot about that. With everything else that was fucking going on with Pepsi, I forgot about the syringes in the cans. <laughs> so they're like, which is so stupid. It's patently ridiculous that that would be going on. Like, like one syringe getting into a can of soda would be pretty much fucking impossible in in the 
like assembly line system. So having like syringes and cans would have to be another promotion. Like right. it would have to be intentional. We know you have diabetes, so we're giving the <laughs> insulin to you. <laughs> it was a brilliant promotion where Pepsi was giving you the cause and the solution to your diabetes at the same time. <laughs> Somebody get Gerald in my office right now because this promotion just went off the rails. <laughs> I really thought we had something with this idea. I really did. Clean your desk out and get out by noon, Gerald. That is, that's the last time we hire a consulting agency in Skid Row. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So they would end up losing a court case, having to award 22,000 plaintiffs $380 each for the fiasco and in moral damages. But mm. three plaintiffs were like, that's not enough. And they went for more. And they were awarded $570 and attorney fees. But okay. the Supreme Court, not clear as to if it was our Supreme Court or the Philippines Supreme Court, would okay. later say no. The 380 was more than enough. And you should just deal with it. And they would be quoted saying basically, quote, the issues surrounding the 349 incident have been laid to rest and must no longer be disturbed in the decision. Uh, that's crazy. They're already the Supreme Court. Why do they have to say, like, and the end also? Yeah. Stop it. Like, that's that's implied with every ruling they make. Yeah. They're like, no takesy-backsies. You would think that Pepsi learned its promotion lesson, correct? No. I would not. Yay! I'm so proud of you. You got it right. I'm just... I'm no longer addicted to alcohol, but I'm absolutely addicted to being right. <laughs> so, all right. In 1996, Pepsi would offer prizes for points collected, including a Harrier fighter jet for someone who would collect 7 million points. I remember this and somebody did it. Quote from mentalfloss.com. Quote, John Leonard, a 21-year-old yes. business major, decided to take the company up on their offer to buy points for $0.10 cents each. After raising $700,000, he demanded his jet. But Pepsi yeah. declared the prize offering was just a joke. A court agreed, granting, granting summary judgment to the soda company. What? Which is like Not right. bullshit. They said it was that a prize. That is bullshit. He should have gotten a prize. Yeah. Was he out $700,000? Essentially, he had $700,000 of prize points. Oh, I guess. No, yeah. he, he Yeah. So so didn't, do you know what happened with him? So the company would keep the jet and their prizes, even though they were told, like, you don't have to give him a jet for $7 million, And then they made it 700 million points instead of $7 million. So, what? But what happened to this guy? He didn't get a jet. He just lost the court case and then went home sad? I think so. And became a business major and, and then founded businesses and became an entrepreneur and made millions of dollars in his personal life? I Poor guy. Assume? I mean, here's the thing. He raised $700,000 for this to, to right. like, shame Pepsi, and he did. He made his point. Yeah, um, yeah. And here's the thing. I just, I really hope he kept the 700000 That's all. But the thing for me is, like, Pepsi, stop offering prizes you cannot give. Stop it. Or just give it one bit of thought. Like a Harrier jet costs $34 million. And if you can buy one for 700000 that's a bad deal on your part. Right. Like, just do the fucking math. Right. And and so to me, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's the kind of thing where you look at it and you just think, like, if you claim it's a joke prize and then you keep it on there, you're then implying, like, that you're you're still 
there are people who don't see it as a joke. They won't mm-hmm. see it as a joke. And the court said, I agree with you this time, but like what happens next time when someone makes it to 700 million points? Are you going to again go back to court? Like there's only so many times you can say you were joking in court before it's no longer a joke. That's true because even at 700 million, that's 100 times more than the 700,000, which is what, 70, well, 70 million. So you could buy an actual Harrier jet for less than it would cost to make it in prize money. Yeah, I guess. I mean, maybe they finally figured it out and they made it that so that it was like. That, see, that makes sense. Wait, wait, seven? We meant 700. Like, because 700 you could buy is more expensive to buy the points than it is to buy the, just the jet. And so who would make that deal? But at seven million, you know, you could do it. But again, it's like, I'm sorry you did a bad thing. You're the one that made the mistake. Yeah. No. Um, well, you know what they did was they went into the Supreme Court, right? And they threw around Latin phrases like horrible anus. And <laughs> and the Supreme Court was so impressed with their Latin. And the guy who's a mi- business major, right? He had done all math courses and shit. He took no classics and was not able to, you know, compete in the academia kind of realm. And so they sided with the corporation as they would. It's just terrible. Uh, you know, this is why I took Latin in high school, because he who knows the most Latin just wins. Knows just the wins. court. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I don't mind a promotion. I mind a promotion where you keep fucking up. Like if, if you... I mind a demotion like I just got. I used to be one of the producers of this show. You still are. You're just being overruled in your statements. By the other one of us? I thought, so you have one and one half votes, I guess? <laughs> I brought Latin to this episode. I have more power. I brought Latin to my whole life. What is the bright side? I don't know. I might cut it out of the show. You don't know. It's not that nobody died. So, first. It's not that somebody got a jet. First, Pepsi did admit it made a mistake and that they did pay people. That's true. They still keep fucking up with the points thing so i'm not sure that they've really learned everything they need to learn but at least at least they did at least they weren't like we didn't fuck up y'all fucked up like at least they didn't try to do that because i've seen companies be like we didn't mess up you did and it's like eight hundred thousand people are not wrong sorry that's true yeah like i mean you know 70 million people can be wrong at once (laughs) this is true so, you know, I don't put it past the people. Yeah. But in this case, they, you know, they, they it was their printing job. Right. So, as you said, I wish I could say no one died, but lots of people died. Lots and lots and lots of people died for Pepsi caps, people, for Pepsi caps. So, most people got paid back some of the money they spent on the promotion. You right. know, so... Mm, um, you know, some, some... That lady was able to buy with her $380 quite a lot of insulin <laughs> for her... 12 Diabetic children. children. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the people's lives really did change for the better when they did win the prize money because they were giving out a lot of prize money throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So another kind of thing that's sort of a bright side and it's kind of a well-earned thing, it's a little schadenfreude-y, is that a lot of pe- people in the Philippines still refuse to drink Pepsi as a result of their mistake. And it's a right? big lesson to the Pepsi company to not fuck with people because they will boycott you know? Is it though? Like they they just did they continued to do this points thing that made no sense. But it's you know, it's the same way where like I will never eat at Chick-fil-A. 
I just won't. Yeah. And yeah. they like No, I can't either. They can do whatever they want to to rehab their image or stop donating to this or that, but you're right. The damage for me is done and it's they, I've written them off out of my life. They would need to do what uh, Barilla Pasta did, which is after like removing the prior owner who was a total homophobe, they then need to do massive ad campaigns with multiple same-sex people couples in the, the ads. They need to donate a fuck ton of money to pro uh, equality charities. They need to make their workplace in t- completely uh, homophobic free. They need to make sure mm-hmm. it is completely safe. They need to do that. Like Chick Fil A would need to do that level. You can't just be we stop donating to anti gay people. It's like right. you're still an asshole. You still yeah. did donate. So until you un until you uh, give the same amount to someone else to undo right. to offset the damages you've done. No, I don't want to hear it. I get that. I get that. I had no idea that went on with Barilla. Yeah, Barilla was it, there was a big boycott of Barilla, and it was um, devastating for me because it was dollar a box, and oh. I love a dollar a box pasta. And when was that? Oh, you do love a dollar a box pasta. You love a pasta. This was twenty years ago. Something like oh, that. okay. And it, and and about ten years ago was when they restored their image and started okay. to become much better of a company because they they finally understood. Guess who eats a lot of pasta? Gay people. Do we though? Yeah. Aren't we all on keto now or something? Um, every gay person I know loves pasta. <laughs> Maybe your self-selecting group, though. <laughs> Maybe you only identify. You only. Um, I'm feeling attacked. Socialize I'm with gays who love pasta. <laughs> yeah. Well, so am I only associating with people with sanity? I think so, because pasta is life. So are you getting this all from your gays who love pasta Facebook group? Because that's... <laughs> there are dozens not of us. Dozens. <laughs> and we all say we speak for everyone. <laughs> there are several dozens of us. Wow. Okay. Well, I stand corrected then. No, I love pasta too. I love pasta. There are tens of people... I have just recently bought the uh, New York Times cooking app because I want to get into more home cooking. And uh, one of the pastas looks amazing where you it's all cherry tomatoes in a spaghetti. And basically you cook the cherry tomatoes and the spaghetti at the same time. You cook, you know, basically the spaghetti in the cherry tomatoes. There's so much tomatoes that as it cooks, it makes its own sauce. And I'm excited to try it. I don't love chunks of tomatoes in my sauce. Well, then you're fucking not invited. It's, How about that? It's still a pandemic. <laughs> I'm still not fully vaccinated. Regardless, regardless, when you are, I'm saying I'm not, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait like two months to make this shit and then not invite you. That's some like that? serious spite level right there. Fine. Uh, well, I'm not the one that's shit talking my unmade pasta. Do you know what? I, I've made homemade uh, orecette. And maybe you don't want any homemade or a chete. I do. I really do. But see, this is the thing. I'm not shit-talking your orquete, okay? I think it sounds delicious. I don't hear the orquete and then say, you know what? You know what? Unbidden, I'm going to tell you what I don't like about orquete. <laughs> the best part about it is that it's from a recipe from Carla from the Food Network. Sure, yeah. Well, I hate Carla, so that's why I don't want that. Oh, no. <laughs> Carla.
Carla's the most beloved. The producers of The Bright Side would like to rebuke what Kevin has just said. Fuck Carla. Fuck her. Fuck her. What are you, where, how, what are you doing in my bathroom? Get away from me. Get away. Fuck her. Fuck Carla. Fuck her. Well, Carla's slapping the shit out of Kevin right now, and I can't say it's not justified. Thanks for listening in. <laughs> Bye. Keep drinking, Jimmy. We need to win. But mommy, my tummy's full. No, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. Take a sip of Pepsi. Take a shot okay. of insulin. Take a sip okay. of Pepsi. Take a shot of insulin. We're going to get through this. We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BrightsideKNJ and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the bright, bright side. side.